podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Tis that time of the season where we gather and give thanks. Some eat roasted ham hock, while some eat ballpark franks. But one thing we agree on, and this I can't deny, every last November Thursday, a turkey has to die. Have you ever wanted to bet but you didn't because you were afraid you are going to pick the wrong team? Well, this Thanksgiving, it's finally possible for you to get 100% refund on a bet that you lose. With the Turkey Day free play over at MyBookie, you can bet on either the Bears or Lions to win on the spread. has to be on the spread. But if you win, that's awesome. You, You made a great bet. You're winning. If you lose, they're going to refund you up to $250. You literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. <laughs> Get it, gravy That's Thanksgiving. very clever. I love so, that. So clever. But over at MyBookie, they offer such amazing products and promotions that this is the perfect time to get over there and try them out. Unless your sports book is offering anything even close to this, which they're not, nobody is, uh, you have to go over and give them a try. I think you should make this switch because literally I – I've never heard of another sports book that has offered something like this. And my guess, I don't work for my bookie, but my guess is they're never going to make this offer again. These guys are trustworthy, fast. I know they're good for it. If you're new to sports betting, you might have some questions. They have a great patient customer service team, and they're going to answer any of your questions. They'll walk you through everything. They'll even you know, tell you how you can make the, you know, the smartest bet. Uh, the great customer service folks. I've dealt with them, you know, a handful of times. Amazing. Also, if you sign up this week, we're giving you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart that great fat bankroll that you guys are going to build up. And the promo code, it is back, boys25 to do it. So log on to my bookie right now. Use that good old reliable promo code, boys25, to get that 50% deposit match. And you do not, I repeat, do not need a promo code for the tur- Turkey Day free play. All you do, you pick Bears or Lions on the spread. And if you win, that's your money. If you lose, you get it right back. It's perfect. What are you waiting for? Sign up today and don't miss out on all the gravy at my bookie. I'm ready for some gravy, baby. Real gravy, though. Hell yeah. It's almost um, Thanksgiving time. No beer of the pod. We don't need a beer. It's, no. it's you know, not even 11 a.m. yet. And we're, we got some good coffee, though. We, are, we got a nice, it's got to be a dark roast. It's very rich, smoky. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And uh, we're back in the... Topeka, my bookie studio in yes. my parents' basement. Topeka pit stop. It's, it's amazing. Uh, you know, we might both also be going to pick up a burrito at a place that yeah. probably should sponsor us, but they don't. So no free ads. Uh, but we're here to talk about K State twenty one, Texas Tech six. Is the lynch mob back? It, it was for one day at yeah, least. That was um, a great defensive performance. We're gonna break it down like we always do. We're gonna go through the position groups. Uh, we're gonna grade the keys of these, and if you guys are good little turkeys, we might talk a little basketball at the end. So, stay tuned. Uh, yeah. As always, starting with the quarterbacks, uh, no Alex Dalton. Uh, he suited up in warmups, but then when the team came out, he was back in sweats. So the classic Bill smokescreen. So our guy Skylar Thompson. Uh, he started again and uh, wasn't a bad stat line. 17 for 26, 213 yards, one touchdown, an interception. And the interception, I mean, it was a great play by the Tech defender. Um, so I, I wasn't mad at it. They're going for Zuber. Um, what were your thoughts I, on Skyler's game? I thought it was a good play call, too, particularly. I mean, oh, yeah. Zuber was hot. Throw up, throw up, give him a 50 50 ball. It was underthrown, but it was still a great defensive play. It was a one handed yeah. pick. So there's not much you can do about that. I was going to ask you, I could be wrong, but is this the most complete game we've seen Skyler play? I mean, well, I, I still th- maybe this year. Um, I still tend to lean towards uh, I'll add Oklahoma. this year. Yeah. 
I, I mean, because here's the thing, because he did take a few uh, sacks, his rushing numbers were uh, very skewed. Uh, because in college football, a sack counts as negative rushing yards. But, you know, he ran the ball a handful of times on those speeds o- speed options pretty well. He distributed the ball well. He had over 200 yards. Um, just made a lot of smart throws. He didn't put the ball in danger outside of that one kind of 50-50 ball that resulted in that interception. But he was smart with it. He made the right plays. I think we played at the right tempo. I think they played some, made some good play calls. Um, I yeah, I think after saying all that, that probably was his most complete game that he's played this year. Aside from like a slow first quarter and that one fifty-fifty ball that was a, an interception, that was probably the best I've seen him play. It, definitely this year. I don't know about last year. He did play very well against um, Tech, Iowa Tech, State, yeah, right. Oklahoma State. But those were you know. Small chunks of the game that he was pushed into that he and he did play pretty well versus Oklahoma State in that second half this year. For, true, I mean, true, but his but yeah. pocket presence was very good. He yeah. was keeping plays alive, um, and you know what? Credit to the receivers because that was by far their most complete game of the yep, year. Yep, and it wasn't just one of them. We'll talk about the receivers in a little bit, but you saw guys running crisper routes. Uh, they're finding pockets, and I think that might have a little bit more to do with tech. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not. The I'm not a football coach. I don't diagram plays very well, but it looked like they were playing a very soft zone, not a lot of man. Yes. I think that helps out our wide receivers who aren't going to – they don't come out of their breaks super clean, but they can find pockets in the zone and sit down and make good catches. Yeah, I. you kind of touched on basically what I have was going to touch on later when in this uh, outline. You know, They were daring us to throw all game. They All those guys were in 8- to 10-yard cushions. And aside from the first quarter, you know, not they weren't really bringing much pressure throughout the game. So it, we threw the ball and it was effective and played right into played right into our hands. But <clears throat> didn't see Holcomb on the field yesterday, which slightly disappointing for me. I, but I wanted him in that last drive. So when when uh, they turned the ball or turned the ball over on downs, I was just like, all right, there's two minutes left. You're inside the red zone. I wanted to see Holcomb. Uh, we didn't see him. Holding out hope that we might see him after we blow out Iowa State. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it is what it is. I desperately do want to see him out there. Uh, but I do want to, you know, we we touched on Delton. He came out and warmed up, but then when the game started, he came out in sweats. The guy, I mean, the fact that he didn't even suit up for the game, that tells you how much he put his body on the line for that KU game. Yeah. Um, in a perfect world, we wouldn't have had to run him 13 times in the second half and destroy his body. Um and for all we know, maybe we might have seen the last snaps Alex Dalton has played as a K-State Wildcat. We don't know. It's all kind of guessing and, you know, projecting stuff out at this point. But the guy, has sac- he, he has truly sacrificed his body and his well-being for this football program uh, to get that win versus KU. And I think you, you could tell when he, he couldn't even put his pads on for the actual game. So uh, hats off to Alex Dalton. And, you know, Skylar Thompson confirmed in postgame that he, he had a concussion. He goes, nothing makes you miss a game of football more than having to sit in a dark room for an entire week. Um, <laughs> so shout out to him because he's also putting himself on the line. I mean, if you have a concussion, you only miss one week. I mean, again, not a doctor, but – Probably not ideal. Probably not ideal, but, you know, what these kids are willing to do to represent Kansas State, um, probably as a podcast and as a fan base, we don't give them as much credit as we probably should. So I just wanted to take time to really recognize those two guys. Also, I'm sure that, you know, they're they're very cautious with concussions. So they do have concussion protocols that I'm sure he passed with flying colors because you yeah. have to. They yeah, will not yes. play you. That, that, that's true. That That is 100% true. But even with – I mean – But still. Yeah. I, I mean – You take a knock on the head again and your career could be over. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and, and again, we're not trying to say that he didn't pass protocol because I'm sure that if he's not showing signs of the symptoms going away, they wouldn't have played him. But – uh, just just what those two quarterbacks and really almost every quarterback who's played in the post-Michael Bishop K-State offense with Bill falling in love with the quarterback run game, they've probably taken years off their lives. They've taken to, beatings. Aside to, from maybe Jake Waters. He passed far more than he ran, but still. He yeah, still got beat up. Yeah, he was still broken. So, <laughs> I, you know, just a shout-out to those guys and honestly all those K-State football players putting – their livelihood on the line for this program, for this school. Um, I think unless you have anything else about the uh, quarterbacks, we should go into the offensive line real quick. Talk about the offensive line. We should talk about the highlight of the day. (laughs) 
so, man, it would have been, it would have maybe gone in Sports Center top ten if it would have held up. I so we're obviously talking about Reisner's touchdown catch that was Not called back. So I only saw the score. Um, I was heading out of the stadium at that point. I sat towards the top mm-hmm. um, of the main concourse, and I saw a score. There was just a few minutes left, and so I was like, all right, I'm leaving. And then I realized that it got called back halfway, but I was already gone, so I don't know necessarily why it got called back. Mm-hmm. I assume it had something to do with a, a, someone ineligible downfield or something. But yeah, so, so this is the call uh, for anyone who might have missed it. Uh, Reisner... It was first, such a great play yeah, call, too. First off, it was a great play call. So not to rain on Reisner's parade, but he did not fall back enough because for that play to work, it had to be a lateral. Uh, okay. Um, so he did not fall back far enough. So Skyler threw it to where Reisner was, but Dalton did not come far enough into the backfield. So it ended up being an illegal forward pass. And I it. saw some people trying to talk about how uh, – Oh, he was still the last guy on the line of scrimmage and all this stuff about how he might have been eligible. Well, in college football, I'm 99% sure of this, and I think it was a friend of the show, KSU underscore fan, who pointed this out. In college football, you have to have an eligible number to catch a pass, even if he was in an eligible position which I don't even think he was. Uh, So even if it would have been – even if he would have lined up as tight end, since he wasn't wearing an eligible number, it still would have been illegal touching. So it was a fun play. Everyone was, you know, going crazy for Dalton. Um, But at the end of the day, it was a penalty. It was the correct call. Uh, But that – it sucks. But it is what it is. Um, How about that burst of speed? Oh, yeah, with the The stiff stiff arm arm. too. Uh, I kind of wish they would have put him in the wildcat formation let him try to run it in from the one, but – Bill wasn't going to run up the score like that. No. Um, another another thing I wanted to touch on, Abdul Beecham, a uh, picture that's gone viral of him being quite emotional after senior day. Just a shout-out to him. Uh, I know he. some folks you know, tried to call him the weak link on the offensive line, and a lot of people want Revis out there instead of him. But at the end of the day, Abdul Beecham put a lot of work and a lot of starts into this program. And uh, to see a picture like that catch so much traction, you know, kudos to whoever the photographer is and kudos to Abdul and Dalton Reiser and all the, you know, offensive linemen, seniors who grind just as hard as any of them. The play that sticks out for me, one of one play that sticks out for me the entire year is an Abdul Beecham sticking up for his quarterback in amidst amid is that the right word <laughs> in the middle amongst amongst amid? amid amongst I think both work I think yeah amongst a sea of Oklahoma players surrounding Skylar Thompson being cheap shot dickheads and Beecham's the only player to run over there and separate all those guys and pull his quarterback out of that hellhole so. That has some, was something that stuck out for me the entire year, the only one with them, the sack to go stand up to all those guys. So, Beecham, shout out to you. You put a ton of work into this into this university and program, so we love you. Oh, that picture. It, hurt, it, it, hurt, it hurts me fields. a lot. It hits you in the feels. Um, we'll move on from the offensive line, which, you know, had a pretty good game. I, I don't think they got pressure unless the few times they blitz. So, shout out to the offensive line. Let's talk running backs. Um I'm going to go out of the order of the bullet points. First, I just want to give a shout-out to Warmack and Silman. Both of them got on the field. Both of them got touches. They're seniors. I'm sure neither one of their senior years or even careers went the way they would have expected. But I just I, I, I applaud both of those guys for sticking it out at K-State because it, no one would have blamed them for leaving. I think we were all happy Warmack might have gone somewhere where he could have gotten more touches. But I'm so happy – Warmack and Selman stuck it out of their four years. There's great memories about both of those seniors. And, uh, you know, I think next year, if Alex Barnes is back, uh, we're going to see quite quickly there's no other scholarship guys behind him. So uh, those two coming back really meant a lot to this year in the program. And uh, hats off to both of them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even though they didn't get the touches that we might have expected them, they were very crucial part of the team Do or you got cats running all yeah, over the house. Cats house. running all um, over the place. I mean, in terms of depth, you know, if if anything happens to Alex Barnes, we got two senior experienced guys that are talented that we know can fill in that role. So we did need them this year, even though they didn't quite get the touches. But that competition or depth that bre- that depth breeds good competition, and 
it was probably very good for Alex Barnes to have them behind them behind him. So, but let's talk about the main man, Alex Ooh, Barnes. Now, um, the dragon, thirty-two carries, one hundred and thirty-six yards. Um, struggled to get going early, but things opened up with, for him as the game progressed. Let's just talk about Alex Barnes. I mean, he's a top running back. I think he's definitely going to play at the next level. He's been super good for us. And I don't think people appreciate the caliber of running back he really is. And I genuinely think he's a top three, four running back in our history. And I'm running through him in my head. The only, I mean, I'd probably put him at three. I mean, honestly. Competing with Hickson, that's where I'd put him. I'd put Sproles, Thomas, Barnes, or Hickson. I think that those guys are genuinely a decent competition for the third best running back in our history. Yeah, and and we have quite a few good guys on. That says a lot. Yeah. Like he, a lot. He is 100% up there. Um and I I think that some of us get caught up. I think the K-State fandom as a whole get caught up because we built him up to be this uh, next worldly Heisman contending type guy after his freshman year because he averaged, you know, something unreal like 8 yards a carry his freshman year. But uh and, and granted, no one can upkeep that type of production. But what he's been able to do in just three years, especially on a Bill Snyder system that you know always goes towards seniority, uh, has been unreal. This guy, you know, once he got going, and he had a slow start to the season. I, there's there's no disputing that. But ever since he's hit his stride, I mean, he's over a hundred yards almost every single game. He's now flirting with you know, if he has a big game next week, he could hit that thirteen hundred yard rushing mark. Uh, it it's just in, in, insane uh, to see this guy get better as the season goes in the fourth quarter. I really think it says a lot to how he sculpts his body, his conditioning and how he has that next level when everyone else is breaking down. So Alex Barnes, I mean, I I agree with you. I think when it's all said and done, he's going to be considered one of the best running backs we've ever had. I mean, he's the leading, leading rusher in the big 12. And you know, when you look back at his career in particular, if you think about the times that he was kind of hosed for carries, it's, he's not going to have the career numbers, but this season is, it just goes to show. Plus that, ridiculous freshman year where he was just destroying people for eight yards of carry I mean he's he's one of the most complete backs we've had yeah 100% he was even getting involved in the passing game this week I think he had two catches uh he truly does have all the skills all the talents all the tools you want in a running back and I think uh, I think someone on Twitter was making a really good comparison saying he looks like Le'Veon Bell how patient he was and I think it was more yesterday I, I that he was just so much more patient than he ever has been instead of just running into the back of the offensive line which he can do he's built like that but he was so patient he was letting holes open up so I think I legitimately think that that was one of the if you're if you're trying to pick out a game that says this is what Alex Barnes is as a running back, it might be that game. He just offers so much. I mean, uh, that got triggered a little bit by the Bell. Just when I hear Le'Veon Bell, I just get so mad. So hard to watch him run and just destroy the Chiefs. But um, my favorite play, one of my favorite plays yesterday was when Skyler was rolling out to his right and was almost out of bounds. I thought he was going to throw it away, and he finds Barnes kind of hugging the sideline. Yep. That was a great play. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> a great play. And, and it was a huge play. It was like third and yeah. something. It was third yeah. and semi-long, yeah. I want to say. Third and eight, maybe? It might have been a little I longer. don't know, sir. I'm, I'm not sure. I should have wrote down. Speaking of passes, though. Oh, yeah. Wide Let's receivers had the most complete game of the year by far, and standout name is Malik Knowles at, you know, what a stud. I mean, he led the teams with five catches, 56 yards, and a touchdown, and it was his fourth game, which means he's going to lose his red shirt because I know he's going to play next week. Yeah, and, and you have to go all I don't out care. for it. Yeah. I mean, you can't – if we would have lost yesterday, I would be sitting here on the podcast and saying any uh, – because there's a handful of guys who have now played in four games. I would melt down uh, <laughs> if you played them in a uh, fifth game when you only have – uh, you know, four wins. And, and you and I, we, we've said this, we've said all along that six wins doesn't mean anything. Going to a meaningless bowl game doesn't mean anything. But it is still true that when you have that on the table, you do have to pull out all the stops to go for it. Um, it's not going to change anything how I perceive this season. It shouldn't change anything how any fan perceives the season. But when you have that benchmark, just sitting there, you have to go all out for it. So I don't expect any of the true freshmen to be withheld. And quite frankly, at this point, I, I don't want to. Um, 
you got to go after that those wins when you can. So I expect a big game from Malik Knowles next week up in Ames, Iowa. Plus, I think let's say we do win next week, and you think about the guys that have played four games. So they're going to play next week. That's five games. Then we're bowl eligible. That's six yeah. games. I think six games is yeah, far more valuable yes. than just playing a guy four games and then holding yeah. him out. So. And especially when it comes to Malik Knowles, uh, his first couple games he was he played a couple snaps and he was mainly blocking. Uh, I agree with you. Getting now he's him, the focal yeah, point. Now he's the focal point. So I think especially if it's with Skyler and, you know, we hope and dream and pray that Skyler sticks around, um, developing that chemistry, just developing that chemistry could be huge for next year. Uh, so I, I have no issues with that. Um, senior Zach Ru- uh, Reuter. 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 Reuter, sorry. Uh, three receptions, 59 yards. I mean, he came up big on senior night, and, uh, you know, he was looking good out there. No sleeves. He was trying to show off for uh, all the ladies in the crowd. Reuter played great, and he had plays that stand out to me. Like, or he has – some of his plays were what stood out to me most as – at, through the wide receiver core. And he um, looked for contact, too, by the way. He was yeah. like, screw it, it's senior night, I'm trying to run over a Raider. Yeah, yeah. Shown three catches, 38 yards, Zuber two for 32, and one rush for 17 they yards finally, that I really liked. They finally did what we've been asking them to do and get him the ball in creative ways. Uh, when that happened, I jumped out of my seat. I was pumped. I was I was happy. I, I thought he was going to take it all the way. Um, but I, I was so happy to see that. Um he had one pretty bad drop in the end zone, um, but I think I think I saw a clip yeah, of it. Yeah, he should have caught I, that. He should have caught it, but the Red Raider defender made a decent play. Uh, I think he got a small little piece of it. He should have caught it, but um, you know, no, no. I just Sky- hope Skyler put it in the bucket. It, he it did. Was there. He did. Um, but he he still showed how much of a weapon he could be. And speaking of weapons, Blaze Gannon. <laughs> two for 24 although one of them should have gone for like Dude. 40 yards both times he tripped himself he looks like a donkey on skates out there <laughs> I, I don't know both times he caught it he was like the first time he just straight up tripped and his leg he looked like a, a newborn baby calf I, it was very funny watching him try to run i don't think that's how he runs it was just kind of awkward both those catches mm-hmm. but yes using the tight end was very nice and he was open a lot so and I think the offense wants to do that. I mean, the very first drive of the season, we were we went to Nick Leonard's what twice? Yes, we and did. And then he died. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, Plus, we've a lot of times that we've tried to go to the tight end this year, they haven't been reliable. They've yeah. dropped passes. So yeah, it it, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> so hopefully, we'll see a little bit more. I know we had uh, we had a. Uh, graduate transfer recruit from Auburn who was a tight end. His name is uh, not in my brain right now, but you know I think they're really going hard after trying to get a lot of tight end talent into the program. So we'll see what happens there. Um, any any more talk about the offense before we move on? Um, Twenty one points isn't great. You're still having red zone problems. I would have liked to see us punch some of those in. But at the end of the day, we were moving the ball pretty well for how our offense has performed this year. You know, they say when you get to the end of the year, you kind of are who you are. But that game, I saw a little bit of a different identity, particularly in the passing game. We did an excellent, excellent job distributing the ball across the board, and I really liked that. Everyone gave us – I mean, you know, I think they did give us a lot of cushion, and that I don't want to downplay our passing game because it was pretty good. But, you know – Several passes were caught that were due to difficult tight coverage, specifically Reuter. I mean, he was battling out there, and there were times where it, they were on him like a glove, and he would break free. They were they were just running crisper routes. I I really enjoyed it. They were ha- a lot of times they were having to work hard to get open on some of those completions. So, shout out to the wide receiver. Shout out to some of those play calls. I loved our tempo too. Yeah, yes, it only was different, a, and it was very important. It was only a handful of times we ran down the clock before we were intentionally trying to do that. So uh, I love that. Speaking of things I loved, the defensive line, probably the best game of the year from the defensive line, Reggie Walker went on an absolute tear. Six tackles, two sacks, three tackles for a loss, was just a monster out there. That's the first time I think we have truly seen, you know, freshman All-American Reggie Walker come back. And uh, it's a shame it's been so long that he's been missing. But hope, uh, you know, I'm trying to be optimistic. Hope, Hopefully this is a precursor to what he can do next week and then his senior season, which is crazy to see his career just flash by. Like, Yeah, that's weird. Like, just like, boom, you know. Uh, but, you know, next year he's a senior. so uh, We are all just 
Shadows and dust, my yep. friend. But but he had an amazing game. And then Huber is just going to the next level. Five tackles, two sacks. And then Chase Johnston with a fumble recovery, just diving in there when all hell was breaking loose for Texas Tech. So talk about the off or defensive line. What do you see from there? Are you you know hashtag Boner Watch t- 2018? That Ooh, that yeah. got me hard. I mean, best game of the year by far for the defensive line, particularly those those defensive ends. Um, they were flying around the edge, and they were just. It was great to watch, and they're coming back next year, hopefully, both of them together. So I'm pretty comfortable. I should have burped into there for Rob. Yeah, shout out, Rob. Pretty comfortable um, at that position, seeing what Reggie and Hubert have done together. But Hubert's done this all year, so that's exciting. When he's been getting snaps. And he's young. So it is exciting. Um, And I don't know. I don't have much to say. You summed it up very well. Uh, The D-line was just great. They played a very complete game. Let's talk about our guys that have really stepped it up. Yeah. Linebacker, Justin Hughes, eight tackles, one for a loss. I mean, he it's continues to be place. a big presence on the field. Yeah, it's it's. I'm very happy to see him uh, coming forth and showing what he can do. He's going to be back next year, um, you know, especially once you start, you know, looking at some of the injuries we've had at linebacker. If you stay healthy, all of a sudden, here I am. I'm already kind of like falling into the hype trap for next year already. Um, it's so you have hard some not. guys. You have some guys. Here's the thing: we all know the talent isn't where we want it to be across the board, but you have some dudes. You have some dudes, and I, I think Hughes is one of those guys. And it makes you just. It frustrates me to hell when I think about this. This. Uh, trend it's not a yeah it is it's a trend the trend of Snyder 2.0 when we have guys that have a level of talent that's better than another guy but they're not quite there fundamentally so we hold them out for a long time and then you know it seems like they get forced in by injury and we see that you know what these guys actually can contribute and it's it's a major contrast between 1.0 and 2.0 that people have talked about a lot and it's just so frustrating because I would far I would much prefer throwing in a talented guy and making him adjust to the game much quicker rather than suffering with a guy that's not quite there athletically. I just think, I, I mean, just look at 1.0 compared to 2.0. It just makes more sense to play the talent. It's The talent is able to make up. If they're not, if they're not there fundamentally and they're not, they're not quite there, they're a play behind, their talent and their speed makes up for it. Yeah, because there's no excuse for Justin Hughes going into his junior year without getting real snaps. I mean, we're we're seeing that if he just think if if we would have been playing him since his freshman year, he would have developed. He would have had the experience. He would be an All Big Twelve contender. And who knows? Maybe he will next year. It's it's a little. It's just a little disappointing. I I agree with you. That is uh, one thing you. You were talking about it, and this is what makes Snyder 2.0 so frustrating. We've had we've had some dudes. If you would have bought in from the beginning, the depth of talent may not be there. There's nothing that he could have done uh, outside of change his recruiting philosophy to get the depth of talent to talent needed. But you have 100% on the front end guys who can compete and. I have a feeling that, you know, five years from now we're going to be talking about Justin Hughes and be saying, well, what if we would have really bought into him playing from day one? And, hell, it took injuries to get him to even be starting this year. Yeah. And we've seen what he's done. It's just – it's and it's frustrating. I'm not – Bill Snyder, I'm not a, a seasoned football coach, so we don't know what they see in practice. But the only way to get better is to get real game experience. So we've seen it before. Just put him in the game. We can suffer for a few games to let them catch up. It just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Um, chat, and we'll, we'll move on from Justin Hughes. Hopefully we can talk a lot about him next year. And who knows, maybe – I don't know if he's big enough to maybe be an NFL guy, but I don't know. He has a drive. <sighs> we'll see what happens. Uh, but Daquan Patton, since we're talking about the linebackers, man, he had one pass defended, but we all know it, it should have been a pick six. I Poor know. guy playing with a broken hand. He has that cast on his hand. If he didn't have that, then he would have taken that all the way to the house. Yeah, that was sad. But he, you know what? He's he's played 
well throughout the season, pretty consistently well. There's a couple games where he didn't look very good. but He, he has like about one missed tackle a game. But, I mean, I, I, I feel like he has played – very well. I've I've been pleased with the way Daquan Patton's played uh, this week or this week and all year. We'll move on. I, yeah, he's still definitely oh, yeah. a guy coming back next year that I really like to have on the depth chart. Him, Justin Hughes, and hopefully Elijah Sullivan. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, pool. again, three good linebackers. But again, it's never been about the top end guys. It's been that second, second, you know, line on the depth chart. But and we've ugh. got, you know, our our. Linebacker court could look pretty nice next year. We got also young talent and Daniel Green. So, man, my we'll guy Daniel Green, <laughs> man, he 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 hasn't even suited up for a game this year. The talents there, I think we just uh, hopefully he buys all in in the offseason program because I mean he's a four star kid. So uh, get him buying in, and who knows, maybe there's different leadership that's going to value athleticism and talent. Uh, but we'll see. We'll move on to the secondary. A.J. Parker, five tackles and an interception. Great interception that basically iced the game. It was still kind of in doubt. He got that interception. Uh, he, he did get burnt a couple times, had a couple missed tackles. Uh, A.J. Parker has been um, almost a good you know, a good – I don't even know what the word I'm looking for – a good uh, representation of the K-State football season. Uh, he's shown flashes, uh, but at the end of the day, kind of underperformed to what I hoped it was going to be. Um, did get that pick, got got five tackles. He does run around, um, and I believe he's back next year. He is back next year. Yes. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Eli Walker, four tackles. He's a senior. He's the guy that – uh, I wish we would have saw more last year, saw more this year. He's a senior. I enjoyed watching him. I'm a little sad I'll never get to see him play in person. Um, and then speaking of uh, last game, Kendall Adams, it's not on the sheet, but he's a senior. Uh, Duke Shelley senior. I, he scooted out on that scooter. So uh, I really wish Duke Shelley wouldn't have had his uh, season you know, put to an end by injury. And Kendall Adams – uh, just never – I don't think Kendall Adams ever fully got back from that Achilles tear. No, he never um, got going this year, which is frustrating. Yeah. But uh, Just just a, three three guys that, you know, will always have a spot in my heart from that secondary that uh, we will not be seeing next year. But uh, Lance Robinson, fourth game. And I think – I mean, he's like starting now. He's good. Um, and he's very <laughs> good. I'm, I'm happy about him uh, with his production. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Uh, next year, another year under his belt. Um, and again, he, he'll lose his red shirt officially uh, when he plays next week. But again, I think we said that we're on board with them getting this game experience. Oh, yeah. It'll be nice next week when he has a pick six to dagger Iowa State to a six and five season. Um, one of the best teams they've ever had, by the way. I went absolutely, I was literally for just like three hours yesterday just in a conversation with Iowa State fans. Just trying to put him in the grave it was fun but um ugh, that might come back though <laughs> we'll see oh no we're gonna win it's yeah, easy there's there's it's, it's easy State it's lads. just what we do yeah um i don't really have much to say other than i did call that pick live i, I was sitting by myself at the game though so I, I i no one really could can vouch for me but i knew it was coming the second he threw that pick or i was like we're gonna get a turnover on this play second he throws it i see aj parker jumping the route it was just one of those days for the defense. Everything was going for him. But let's move on to special teams. Not terrible. Yeah, finally. Phil, Phil Brooks <laughs> finally had you know, a decent return, 33 yards. Another guy who's now played in four uh, games. He'll lose his eligibility next week. I'll be honest with you. Um, he's one. First off, he's a walk-on. So, I mean, it is what it is. But I, I wouldn't be opposed to actually not tossing him out there, just have Warmack back there next week um, because – I don't think Brooks is going to break anything, um, break anything as in a big run or anything like that. So I wouldn't be opposed to sitting him next week. But, I mean, it is what it is. Return coverage struggled. but Yeah, it hasn't been great. But that was probably the darkest spot of our, our special teams yesterday. It was pretty good. I mean, I would say it was good. Blake was uh, the third leg Blake Lynch, four for four on field goals, and he had a long – 41 yard that would have gone for 50 I think well and it was so I mean I I put a note about this in the punting section but it was with the wind swirling in there it was difficult awful. uh atmosphere to kick in and Blake drilled him yeah perfect um you know the third leg guy he's back he has a swagger back Ankle 
Uh, back to wearing number 21, three good punts, average of 39 yards, long of 43. <laughs> Again, very difficult kicking conditions, and I was very happy with the performance he had. Not to mention a blocked punt. Oh, yeah. That went I'm for such two. A dumbass. I didn't even put that in there. Well, I forgot about yeah, it. But but yeah, blocked punt uh, that got a safety. That was our. The last time we did that, I think, was in 2003 uh, for a blocked punt for a safety. I think I heard that in the post game. Hmm. That might not be right. I want to look into know. that. We'll see. At Texas? I, no, actually, we had Col- a, a we had a block punt of our own. We got our block, yeah. our punt blocked at Texas. I think they were saying Colorado. I, I don't know. That was just post-game radio. Um, but, you know, b- block punt, and that was our third block punt of the year. We've had block punts so, for touchdowns for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, again, I don't know. Who cares? It, it, was, it was post-game radio. I don't really care at all. Um, that was our third block punt of the year. Um, so you know, special teams finding a little bit of light late. Special in the teams year. put it together. That block punt, you know, gave us momentum. We got the ball back. It was nice. So it was nice. It was important. They they definitely contributed in a positive way. Yes, and it, too many games they have not been a positive on the stat sheet. Um, we'll we'll jump into keys to V. Um, you guys know it. Uh, we'll we'll repeat our keys to V from earlier in the week, and then we'll give them grades. First one, controlling the clock. I'm giving it an A plus. Uh, we outpossessed them by about 12 minutes and never let Texas Tech get in rhythm. So I'm giving them an A plus. Just gonna just gonna steal mine. Just like I'm gonna take over mine. That's mine. Well, I've always read the keys. Oh really? Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm giving it an A plus too. Squeezed the life out of the game. Nearly doubled their time of possession. 38 minutes to 22 minutes. I mean, absolutely perfect. Yes. Um, the next one, I I said. Play the games in the twenties. Uh, the offense can't get into a shootout. Have to keep Tech to the lowest scoring outing of the season. A plus. I mean, it's an A plus. There's no way this offense can get into a shootout. Is that you? Okay, I'm yeah. just rereading it. Sorry. A plus. Okay, so we did. We did way better than that. I mean, shit. We held them to their lowest outing this season, and first time without a touchdown in 12 years. That's ridiculous. On the road. On the road. Yes. Are you sure? Yep. Yep. Because there's some controversy on Twitter. Okay. Because Either they way, got held to only three points versus TCU at home last year. That's quite the feat. I yeah, will. no, one hundred percent quite the feat. Uh, the next one, this was yours, giving the ball to Alex Barnes, letting him eat a plus again. Another a plus. Um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna, I'll be different. I'll say it's an A. You know, Barnes definitely got his. He contributed a massive chunk. You know, with the 32 carries. But the reason it's not an A plus, I think I'll give more credit to the wide receivers and Skyler. Because it wasn't Alex Barnes solely beating, solely winning that game. So I'll just try to just trying to be different, you know. All right, and the final one. This was mine. Allowed Texas Tech to bury themselves. What? Keep going. Oh, I was sorry. Say- you threw your hands up. I was just like, man, what did I do? But it was allowed Texas Tech to bury themselves, take the ball away from them, and force them to uh, penalize themselves. Uh, a A plus. A plus. That's I mean, what I was doing I that mean, for. Yeah, I know. We. This is like it's insane. Granted, you know, after about eleven times going through this, we finally we were nailed able to this get, one. Yeah, four great keys to be. It's almost like you know maybe the coaching staff was listening to our podcast and like. I can Let's say with things. I can say with confidence that they the staff listens together in a conference room just to get an an edge on the opponents. Yeah, no, I I think that's one hundred percent true. So uh, shout out to Blake Seiler, uh, great game, my man. Uh, hit me upside in the DMs, we'll get a beer. Um, so before we go into the game balls, um, I had some stuff written down here, but I'm going to change it up. Um, we're both sitting here pretty confident that that was Bill Snyder's last game at home. Um, I, I, I was, I said some stuff on Twitter, uh, that a lot of folks thought was too, uh, negative, too wet blankety. I stand by it. Um, but I do want to get, get your opinion. This was his last game. Um, unless something drastic changes the last game in the same that bears his names. What, what are your thoughts? What are your emotions? Uh, we're, you know, a few hours removed from the game now. Um, what, what's coursing through your veins? What do you have to say? About Bill Snyder, what do I have to what do I have to say about Bill Snyder? Well, first of all, I will say that yes, I 100% agree with you. Um, even if let's say we win our next two games, we go seven and six, turn it around a little bit late. Bill's probably not coming back, and we can both say that with a lot of confidence. Um, not going to really get into any details, but <clears throat> we've been saying it all year: trust Gene, just trust Gene. Second, what do I feel about Bill? That was the last time that I will see Bill probably coach in person in Manhattan. I'm not going to Ames. So 
<sighs> Although they were giving away ticket, they were calling almost every business in the Ames metros, asking them how many free tickets they want. It's disgusting up there. The fa- their fans have so, they're so chesty. Yet their athletic department is going to give away close to twenty thousand tickets for free to watch their best team ever. Sorry, keep going. Oh, I'm all for you just railing on Iowa State. But I said this on Twitter, I answering uh, John Kurtz, basically saying, you know, how do you feel possibly about this being Bill Snyder's last game? And if I could find it quickly, I would just read it word for word. But, you know, I didn't feel really anything yesterday about Bill Snyder nostalgically because he's left us in the dark still. Um, we, You and I are not necessarily in the dark, but in a way we kind of are. Had he announced five games ago, or hell, going into the season, that this is probably going to be this is gonna be my last year, I'm retiring, it would be so different. I would be able to send Bill off with great joy and praise and nostalgia. But yesterday I was just feeling, you know, he's still left, he's still kind of leaving the program and the entire fan base in the dark. And we're in a vulnerable state right now in terms of transition, it makes things tougher. So I just, I still feel like he's kind of holding the program hostage, even though I think we're both confident that he's not going to be back. It's just still frustrating. If if he would have been like, this is my last game, and we could have backed that, had a reason to play much harder this year, send him off on a positive note, but it's just, I don't like it. I, I don't feel great about it. I just... It's gonna it's gonna pass, and I think Bill will leave, and then I will I will be able to reflect on it. But right now, I can't because he's. I just think the way that he's kind of handled this last season has not been very very good. I don't disagree with anything you said. Um, I do. I did get a little bit of sense, and I I wasn't able to come to this until this morning um, when more information has come to light. Again, um, it's not something that we feel comfortable enough talking about on air yet. Um, there's still so much up in the air, but we are we're feeling pretty confident that Bill has coached his last game in Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Um, when when I came to that conclusion, when I was able to get that information, um, it did kind of hit me. It's just like you know, uh, he's done so much for the program. Um, the stadium is named after him. He does have a statue. It's going to be different. Uh, but I, I, I agree with you. I still am in a point where I can't even get nostalgic. I can't even get um, super excited or feel, you know, ha- I, there's not a lot of positive emotions because he knew. He, I mean, he's known this for a few weeks, and he I, – I don't know if this is – I don't know if calling him selfish is the right word because, you know, this is his career – Um, It's the end of his career, but being a football coach and being at a place that there are Bill Snyder University fans, not K-State fans. There are so many folks that put him above the program, and he's so selfish that he won't even allow folks to know that. Um, If he would have announced that was his last game, attendance would have been better. There would have been a lot more folks who stayed longer. Um, The fact that he's holding that back from fans and even – players um just kind of brings me to how I my opinion of Bill that he's just turned into a very egomaniac selfish person which you know what it takes that type of mentality to be elite to anything it really does Um, it it does (laughs) so um I if he wouldn't have those personality traits there's zero doubt in my mind he would not have been as good of a coach as he is uh but especially at a place that holds him up in such high regard it, it, there's nothing that can happen that will ever take the sour taste out of my mouth about how he's handled the last eight weeks. So, yeah, I mean, it might, you know, in time, I I'll definitely be able to, depending on how this transition well, goes. But, but I mean, yes, in time, everything will be fine. Sure. But, I, but again, it, you'll still think that it should have gone so much differently, and I I even with time, it still will never. Uh, his image in my head will never be fully uh, restored. Well, what bothers me most is that he he has to know that he's actively putting us in a vulnerable state right now, and he has to know that he's making the transition more difficult by you know pointlessly delaying the inevitable and just keeping everyone in the dark. I mean, again, I've ha- I've got 
all the faith in the world in Gene Taylor. I think that you know, you know, we're gonna move on of 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 Bill, but it's just it's frustrating as hell. And I bet you know when when he does go, and we'll see how how the transition goes, what what happens. You know, we don't know, but we will probably dedicate a large chunk of a show. Yeah, well, well, praising and loving Bill yeah. Snyder. It's not like we don't love. I fucking love Bill. I mean, he's the only reason that we are able to talk about football at all. And you know, uh, it's we can't. Even though he's an old Scrooge that is a a complete control freak, he's still built K State football basically from scratch. Even less than scratch, he dug us out of the grave and turned us into an elite program for a period of time so you gotta you gotta say that you know you gotta look at that perspective but it is super super frustrating and it's probably one more week until we until we know officially but my fear oh god i hope to god that we let's say we go to a bowl and he doesn't announce until after the bowl that's gonna be dreadful no i i i'm hoping i'm hopeful um who knows even by the time this by the time some folks listen to this, maybe some stuff will start leaking out. But we'll see. Um, we'll move on from that. Uh, when the time comes, we'll have probably an entire episode dedicated to talking about Bill Snyder before we jump all in on coaching search. Um, that said, it was a hell of a last game at home yeah. for Bill. Yeah, um, they showed up for him. It was, you know, it was great. I wish there was more than twenty thousand people there, but I mean, it is what, what it do? is. It is what it is. Um, game balls. Uh, well, I'll say the rules because Grant keeps forgetting. Uh, we both have an offensive and a defensive game now. ball. Uh, you know, if I give a game ball to someone, Grant can still give a swagger sticker to him and vice versa, but you can't give two awards to the same person coming from the same person. Grant, kick us off as always. Give us your first game ball. Shit, I'm not ready. I'm just kidding. I, I don't want to be boring and go with the man, the dragon. <laughs> Do it. I, he deserves it. He deserves it. I've given him probably half of our game balls, if not more, <laughs> offensively. Um, I'm gonna do it, man. The dragon. It's, I'm not. You know what? He's. I'm. I don't know. Is it gonna be a la- his last game in Manhattan? I Who the not. hell knows? I hope not. But if it was, it was another performance that was worthy of being the Big 12's leading rusher. 32 carries. He's got to be sore as hell today. But offensive game ball goes to Mr. Alex Barnes, the dragon. I am giving my offensive game ball to Skylar Thompson. Um, he has fought through a lot. He bounced back quick from a concussion. was one of his best games distributing the ball. Um, I think he probably needs to share half of the game ball with his wide receiver core, but I just thought he really had a good game. And I think it's a performance he can build off of, assuming he is here next year. Grant, second game ball. My defensive game ball goes to absolute baller. Blake Seiler. I mean – this is the best our defense has looked all season. Um, we got a little fortunate on some turnovers, but that happens sometimes. We definitely forced others. And what was so fun to watch was just the different packages and the confusion that he was putting on Texas Tech. He would he would bring blitzes, but he would show – I love when people show pressure, like, to the line and then they drop back into a zone. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it is so effective seeing that. And we haven't seen we haven't seen a game called like that you know, we've seen flashes of it this season, but that was a complete game from Blake Siler and shit. I hope we can retain him because he has serious promise as a defensive coordinator. He's he struggled a little bit, but you know, Coming first year the on the job, and it's first year on the job in the Big Twelve, trying to deal with those offenses. Plus, maybe if he does stick around, he can get get a little more bodies in there. Yeah, definitely. A little more he, speed. He he is working at a disadvantage. I'm going with Reggie Walker. Uh, again, probably his best game that we've seen since his freshman year. Uh, another performance that you're hoping he can build off of going into the final game of the season, possible bowl game, and then the off season. If we're going to improve next year, if we're going to have a better record next year, Reggie Walker's going to have to play like that game in, game out. So he's getting my game ball. Grant, who's getting your swagger sticker? Uh, my swag sticker? It's going to the, the defensive ends together. Um, those guys were playing with their hair on fire. Super fun to watch them flying around the edge and just creating creating problems all day for <coughs> Text Text Line and Jet Duffy, the dumbest name in the world. <laughs> Actually, I kind of like it. Uh, my swagger sticker. It's gonna go to Dalton Reisner. Uh, he had some big guy swag before his uh, before his touchdown got taken away. Stiff arm. He was parting in the end zone. Uh, you know, and 
he, he's just had a great career at K State. Um, I I'm just I'm I'm happy for the guy. He's going to keep the draft streak alive. I hope he makes a lot of money, and I hope he continues being a good ambassador for the K State program. Um, let's dive in quickly. Basketball. We're not. We're going to talk even less about basketball than we usually would because by the time you guys are listening to this, at least one more game has happened down at the Paradise Jam. Maybe two if you're listening to this on Tuesday. We'll maybe talk a little bit more uh, on our show that drops Wednesday. Um, but first off. I just want to heap some more praise on my guy, Swaggy B, Brian Smaller. He's down there doing play-by-play. Absolutely love listening to him. I love his showtime call every time we dunk the ball. So it's super old school listening to the game because I'm not going to you know, give a terrorist organization flow hoops $30. So I listened to the game, enjoyed it. Um, I've and seen that twice mentioned twice now. I saw Rob Cassidy just tweet. I saw it from him. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, thing. I was like, "What is <laughs> what is going on?" <laughs> now, yeah, just slandering a website. Um, so we'll we'll just quickly go through the stat line. So you did not watch the game. I did not watch the game. I, I also to did it. not watch the game. I listened to the entire thing. I saw some highlight packages, and that's why we're not going to spend much time. We're just going to kind of go through the stat line. We'll chat a little bit about it. Xavier Sneed, best game of the year so far, sixteen points, three of four from three. Uh, he was the only guy who could hit any threes, um, but that's still good. Four rebounds, two assists. Dean had 14-5-3. Cam Stokes, 10-3-5. Solid game from him. Barry Brown barely played in the first half. Uh, a lot of foul trouble. Still got 10 points, 3-5. and five. Um, Rounding out the starting lineup, and I think this is a legitimate worry that K-State fans need to start worrying about. Mac Mayween, um, hopefully he can turn around, but he had foul trouble. Only played 17 minutes. Only had 4 points, 2 rebounds. Cardi led all bench players, 25 minutes, 14 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists. The Brewmaster came to play versus Eastern Kentucky. Um, Trice, 15 minutes, 10 boards, 6 points. Sean Neal Williams, Mikey McGurl both played 9 minutes. Um... Again, uh, I had on here talk about the throwback of listening to the game on the radio. It does remind me of back in the days when uh, I would just sit in the living room and listen to games before every single game was on TV. So it really was kind of a neat experience. Again, shout Swaggy B. Uh, do you have any calls from that game? Um, not much. Um, I don't know much about the game other than I talked to Cole about it. He did watch it. We did buy the package, so I might be able to sneak that to you later. Um, Depending on you know if they don't have a limit on they do they do only one oh that's trash yeah I'm probably just gonna listen terrorists tonight. terrorists I might come over and watch it on Monday uh, okay you know I'm fine with that for the championship game but speaking of Monday we have to record tomorrow okay but I anyways didn't know that. I told you like a month ago uh, <laughs> but I I anyways um I don't oh, have much shit. to talk about it I don't know I, do you like God Cardi D is such a great nickname. I don't know which I, don't, I like more. I think I like Cardi D more. Um, I'm just gonna call him, but I'll just yeah, I'll, I'll just pretend both. his name is just Cardi D, and then occasionally I'll I'll call him the Brewmaster. How about that? That works. That'll, well, his name is Cardi D, so whatever. But I don't have much to add. Didn't watch it. Didn't listen. I was busy. So sounds like we played a really complete second half. Struggled a bit in the first half, um, but looked legit in the second. Um, I don't know. Almost got to the century mark. I like that. I like that as well. Got um, out of our shooting woes a little bit. Still held them up below 70 points. So that's that's great. I'm sure we played with a lot of energy. It looked like we played in a middle school gym. Uh, yeah, there's just, a tiki bar behind so, one of the baskets. That's oh, what, that's legit. Yeah, that's what Kels Robinette said. Um, you know, when you guys are listening to this, uh, you know, we would have already played Penn, hopefully playing in the uh, championship game on Monday. But since we're recording – on Monday, we won't talk about it at all. So you guys are just gonna have to uh, deal with deal we'll, with it. We'll tweet about it. Yeah, we'll tweet about it. Um, and also, this last part means absolutely nothing since we're going to be record. Well, eh, I'll, eh. I bet. Yeah, I, well, eh, some eh. some folks will listen to this before we record uh, the next episode. So if you're listening to this and it has to be super early, uh, basically, if you're listening to this before one o'clock Central Time. Uh, on Monday, uh, you know, it's going to be a, it's a, my guess is probably one of our least listened to shows because it's going to release the day before Thanksgiving. So we're not going to do any Iowa State or K State primers. We're still going to do the keys to V. We're still going to do the picks, but we do want to, you know, take a little time to talk about how thankful we are. 
So uh, for all you early listeners, tweet us hashtag thankful bonehead. You have to use the hashtag because that's how I'm going to pull them up while we're recording. And we'll just uh, say on air your name, what you're thankful for. Grant and I will wrap up uh, the next episode talking about what we're thankful for. It can be real life. It can be K-State. It can be somewhat sarcastic. Uh, but we're thankful for you guys. I love you all unconditionally. Grant, do you have anything to say before we wrap this up? Um, yeah, tweet us in some stuff and – We'll all talk about what we're thankful for and in a show that I'm sure is going to be full of anxiety, the Farmageddon. Except for it honestly won't because it'll only literally it'll be only 24 hours from now. I don't think the anxiety or hate is going to build up. to. I mean, if we're doing this on a Tuesday or Wednesday, I'll be all in on it. I'm sure I'll be tweeting some people today. Yeah, we'll see what happens. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so it is what it is. We love you guys. Um, I don't have much to add. Happy holidays. couple more episodes and then we're going to have probably our best theme song of the year i'm anticipating well, only one more one. after this that's true we're going to have our christmas it's going to get very christmasy in here and i'm excited um enjoy your turkey thanks for putting reggie in the doghouse that was fun um he got about i saw about 10 tweets with turkey gifs so that was pretty funny oh, yeah and we'll, we'll choose one to get the last set of k-state vanderbilt tickets on the next episode all righty guys um we're signing off. Meet me at the Cathead. We belong together And you know that I'm right Why do you play with my heart? Why do you play with my mind? Said we'd be
Podcast Network.